0: Getting healthy, fit and strong, getting healthy, fit and strong, getting healthy, fit and strong. Rowy, what are you doing? Well, I'm waiting for the kettle to boil. Not really, I'm just pretending because here's my kettle. But the interesting thing about exercise, and one of the biggest things I've learned as an exercise professional, is it's not about how much exercise we do, it's how regularly we do it and how hard we work. It seems we've gotten a little bit caught up in hours of exercise or minutes of exercise or the more we do, the better. And if we go back to basic anatomy and physiology, and wouldn't that be a good idea? There's been a suggestion that if you stick with the basics, you'll never have to go back to basics. (laughs) And the anatomy and physiology of the human body is just fascinating. If you want to be fit and strong, so you want strong heart and lungs, muscles and bones, endocrine hormonal system, central nervous system, digestive system, immune system, healthy skin and nails, the whole bit, everything working together, you have to get fit. And fit people burn fat faster. Fit people have everything working together more effectively. And most importantly, our brain. So we feel better when we're fit. We feel um, just, just happier. We feel mentally tougher, we can think more clearly, we think more creatively, because the brain being fit means we've got those really cool neurotransmitters, dopamine, serotonin, endorphins, which is a painkiller, which is awesome, oxytocin if you exercise with other people or with your dog, and then brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which is fertilizer for your brain, and that all comes from being fit, but we don't get fit from how many hours of exercise we do, it's not like, well, she did two hours of exercise, so she must be fit, Fitness is to do with overload of your heart and lungs. So if you are sprinting really fast, 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 if you get puffed when you exercise, then you're going to get fitter. And the beautiful thing about understanding physiology then is if you want all those systems to get fit, you have to overload them. And the overload system for physiology is not long, slow, plod dog. And I always have a bit of a joke about that. LSD equals LSR, long, slow distance equals long, slow results. If you want the best results, you've got to go hard and fast because hard and fast means you have to put in 100% effort. The beautiful thing about 100% effort, though, is it's only 10 seconds. The physiology of the human body is designed for us to get away from the animal that's trying to kill us, get away from the wild tribe that's trying to kill us, and we have to go in a hurry. We can't be long, slow, plod jogging away. So the human body hasn't evolved from that, which simply means if you want to get fit, you've got to put in 100% effort, and 100% effort is only 10 seconds, because that first lactate system of the energy timeline, so if you know your anatomy and physiology, the energy timeline in physiology is the the phosphate system, 10 seconds, lactate system, 10 seconds to 2 minutes, then the aerobic system, which is anything past 2 minutes, long, slow, pacing yourself. But if you want to put in 100% effort, get 100% results, you've got to get puffed, which means it's short and hard and fast, not about how long we go for. So the biggest thing I've learned as an exercise professional, because I really, I used to listen to what other people said, you've got to do 45 minute classes, you've got to walk for an hour, you have to be on the treadmill for 20 minutes, and it's all about time and pacing yourself and time and pacing yourself. Well, you can't pace yourself when you're running away from a wild animal, you've just got to go. And that's 10 seconds as hard and fast as possible. So here's the thing that's completely different, and I've been an exercise professional all of my life. Somebody who used to run marathons, half marathons, 45-minute classes, one-hour walks, and I love to exercise, and I'm very capable of running marathon, running half marathon, going on three and four-hour hikes because... I've gotten really fit. All of those things used to be a challenge before. It was like you were training for that event. So you did long distance running, long distance walking, long distance hiking to try and get fit for the long distance event. But fitness has got nothing to do with long distance. Fitness is about hard and fast for 10 seconds. So if you've got two minutes to exercise. So let's say the kettle's boiling or you're waiting for the kettle to boil and it's full and that takes a minute. Instead of standing and watching the kettle or watching television or fiddling with your phone, you've now got a minute where you could sprint for 10 seconds, woo, get your breath back. You could do push-ups for 10 seconds. When you puff, get your breath back. You could jump squat for 10 seconds, get your breath back. You could skip, you could run up some stairs, run through some soft sand, anything that gets you puffed as hard and fast as you can, goes hard, 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 hard for 10 seconds. Then get your breath back and go again. So if you've got a minute, you might be able to get three or four of those in. If you've got half an hour to exercise, fantastic. So you sprint, get your breath back, sprint, get your breath back, sprint, get your breath back, and now you're gonna be fit. And fit people burn fat faster, they have happy drugs pumping through their brain, they just feel better. So instead of trying to fit an hour of exercise into your life, why not fit little short bursts of 10 seconds throughout the day, or if you like to exercise for an hour, let's just do it effectively. Why, why do we waste our time on LSD, long, slow distance, to get LSR, long, slow results, When you can go hard and fast and get quick results, get fit really fast? Now, the second component to that, though, is strong. If I'm a fit, strong human being, my life is completely different. So yes, fit, I have a body that works effectively. But how do I get fit if I've got weak muscles and weak bones? How do I get fit if my body is weak and frail and isn't strong enough to sprint? And worse than that, as you get older, and I very proudly share with you, I'm a very old lady, but if you allow your body to get chronologically, sorry, our body's going to get chronologically old, it's not about allowing it, (laughs) it's just we're all getting older by the second, but I don't have to let my body get old physiologically Because if I maintain my fast twitch muscle fibers, which I get from sprinting and from lifting heavy, if I do light weights and I don't do 100% effort exercise, my fast twitch muscle fibers waste away. And that's again evolution. Because those fast twitch muscle fibers are designed for fast exercise. So if I never do any fast exercise, if I never lift heavy, if I never overload my body to its fullest potential, Then those muscles don't, they're not required anymore. If I used to be a sprinter and now I become a walker, my fast twitch sprint fibers in my muscles say, well, well, you're not sprinting anymore, so we don't, we'll just let them waste away. Muscles waste away as we get older, but the quickest ones that waste away, or the ones that Are no longer required, are the fast twitch muscle fibers if you don't maintain them. So that comes from sprinting, yes, but how do you sprint if you've got weak muscles? You can't, so you've got to have strong muscles. And once again, we seem to have taken the the physiology out of it. We've taken the common sense and logic out of strength training. And we've given people numbers again, sets of exercises, number of repetitions, number of days a week, number of exercises. And they're all long, LSD, long, slow distance for long, slow results. Three sets of 10, three times a week, 15 exercises, long, 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 long. Why? Why? the human body gets strong from overload and not from the time that we overload it but from how intensely we overload it isn't that exciting so if you lift really heavy and safely of course because if you're injured you can't do anything but if you stick to the the push movements of the human body the pull movements of the human body lowering your body down to the ground and getting back up again which is would It's called the seated position, but why would you sit? There's a really good question. Why would you ever sit down? Where you're taking the biggest muscles in your body and you're supporting them with a chair or a bike seat or a rowing machine seat or any kind of seat. As soon as you sit down, the biggest muscles in your body don't have to work anymore. And then the, the muscles that hold you in the upright position, your abdominals, your lower back muscles that work in conjunction with each other to hold you upright. When you sit down, they go into a really bizarre position, you're kind of round-shouldered and your abs don't work as hard as they could because they're designed, your abdominal rectus abdominis, obliques, internal, external obliques, your transverse abdominis, they're all designed to work in conjunction with your spinae and your multifidus muscle groups and your lower back to hold you in the upright position. Now, if you want them to be strong, you've got to force them to be strong. And the only way to do that is to exercise in the way that the body's designed to work, which is in the upright position. Use as many muscles as you possibly can at the same time, because that's where the hormonal system comes in. We get a little bit confused. Well, what, is the, what do hormones do? The hormonal systems are the ones that the, the fast twitch muscle fibers and the get out of there in a hurry hormones are epinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol, which are the get-away-from-the-world animal drugs. And they don't come into full force unless you force them to. So when you sprint, when you lift heavy, epinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol, they have to pump really hard, human growth hormone, testosterone. Now, as women, we don't get bigger muscles. We just get stronger ones. Stronger ones isn't that exciting. or we could get bigger ones because we get a much faster metabolism. But when you're strong, you can then sprint hard. So you've got to get strong Pick one or two or three maximum exercises, and that's where the time frame comes in. Um, I use my kettle as a timing device, I use my microwave or toaster as a timing device, I use my washing machine and my dryer as a timing device. If I go out into the into the laundry, and the washing machine's got three set uh, three minutes left on the spin cycle, I can now do my full strength training workout. So I can do my squats and lunges, I can do some chins, I can do some dips, and I've used every single muscle in my body to peak performance. Because when you do it in a hurry, you do it fast. Obviously, you're going to do it controlled so that you don't put your body into awkward positions, but the functional movements of pushing, pulling, and lowering yourself down without sitting your backside onto a chair, you just lower yourself down. When you push back up again, can you imagine the power required through those big muscles in your body to not just lift your entire body up, but whatever weight you're lifting as well. So if you wanna get fit and you wanna get strong, it's not about how long, Fit and strong is not long. Fit is fast, 10 seconds. Strong is fast, 10 seconds. How many times can I lift this really heavy weight in the phosphate system so my fast twitch muscle fibers have to work really hard? And could you too use your kettle, your microwave, your washing machine, your dryer as your timing device rather than I have to do three sets of 10 or I have to exercise for half an hour or I have to go to the gym three days a week? The more we pace ourselves through our workout, the less effort we put in. And I always use that example at the Olympic Games. There's one race and one race only that is a full 100% effort. It's called the 100-meter sprint. 100% effort into the 100-meter sprint. Anything past that, we're now getting out of the phosphate system, so we're pacing ourselves. The people that throw things and lift things are the shot putters and the javelin throwers and the power lifters. They're all in that phosphate system where it's 10 seconds of intense activity. And they are the strongest, fittest people in the world. I'll say that again. The strongest, fittest people in the world are the people that do the shortest amount of exercise. Now, I get that you need to be fit for 100, uh, sorry, if you're going to run 100 kilometers, you have to be fit to run 100 kilometers. But isn't it interesting that if you're really fit physically and you're really strong physically and then you wanted to run 100 kilometers, is it possible that the the fit, strong body you've got could take you through those 100 kilometers and the rest would be mental? And I ask that question very importantly because when I ask long-distance event. Uh, champions, people who do Ironman events, people who do 100-kilometer runs, people who ride their bike for two or 300 kilometers, I always ask the question, how much is fitness and strength and how much is mental? And they all say exactly the same thing. It's mostly mental. Is it possible that if you're really fit, the fittest you can possibly be, so you can sprint really hard because you've got a really fit, strong body, that you could then have the mental capacity, the mental resilience to know that, hey, I can do this because I'm really fit and I'm really strong. Then, if I'm going to be doing a hundred-kilometer bike ride, or a, a, some of those are three, four hundred kilometers, and a hundred-kilometer run, or a forty-two point two-kilometer run, for that matter, and I'm coming at you from somebody who's run twenty-one full marathons, seventeen half marathons, and I used to do long, slow, plod jogs, and wonder why I wasn't, I wasn't even enjoying it, and most of the time I was injured. Even though it's a compound compression force exercise, it's just you just get overuse injuries from banging your feet on the ground so many times. When I started doing sprint training for my marathon, so I started doing uh, 10 second sprints, have a breath, get my breath back, 10 second sprints, get my breath back, and I got really strong. That's when I really started enjoying my marathon running because I didn't have to spend hours of boring time on the road. Boring, boring. I just got really fit by getting puffed, got really strong by lifting heavy. And then the day of the marathon, I had this body that was refreshed. Not tired from overuse injury and not tired from having to do these long, boring runs. Short and fast is really easy because you get your breath, you get puffed, you get your breath back, get puffed, get your breath back. Lift heavy, as heavy as you can within 10 seconds. It's not slow and controlled, it's fast and controlled. Lift as fast as you can in a controlled movement so you're not putting any pressure through your joints and you'll have a strong, fit body and for long. Long and strong for long. Hey, I'll rephrase that fit and strong for long. Wouldn't it be nice to work short and fast to get the best results possible? So get your kettle out, get your microwave out, get your washing machine and dryer, and use those as some timing devices. So if you're waiting for the kettle to boil, get some push-ups in, get some squat jumps in, get some sprinting in, and before you know it, you'll be a fit, strong, healthy machine for the rest of your life. Woohoo!